have nothing to do? Wanna have some fun? 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 Hey, everybody on the internet. Welcome to this uh, episode of the Happy Game Family Go podcast. Podcast, yes. This is a podcast voice. It is a podcast voice I'm recording right now. That's just the name of my garage band preset. Um, hey, this is Dana, uh, the dad of the Happy Game Family, sitting here with Sabrina, the daughter of the Happy Game Family. Hello. And Noah, the son of the Happy Game Family. Hello. And this is episode 004. Somebody asked me why my episode numbering is has two zeros in the beginning. <laughs> when, it's, when it's episode seven, it'll be 007. That's part <laughs> of the reason why I did it. And also because, uh, you know, now we got room for a thousand episodes before Ooh. we have to figure something else out. And I don't think we'll ever hit that many. It changes yeah. to zero, 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 zero. Yeah, then we just roll over and start over just like an old school arcade game. If you <laughs> score high enough, it just rolls right over again. Hey, uh, actually, that kind of ties into the topic. The week uh, of the week, our topic this week of the podcast is going to be new versus old when it comes to gaming. So we'll we'll probably play some old games and see what my uh, new young kids think of that. And uh, we'll also talk about buying games used or after their release date versus buying them when they are uh, brand new and at the top of their price, which is not something I am able to do right now. I also want to point out, in case you don't already know, that the Happy Game Family Go podcast can be found on the internet at www.happygamefamily.com. And we do have an email address that we'll take emails at, should we ever get any, at happygamefamily at yahoo.com. All right? All right. Cool, cool. Hey, we'll be back in just a minute playing some classic games and seeing what the kids think about it on the Happy Game Family. Go! Go guess! <laughs> Welcome back to the Happy Game Family. Go! Fuck yes. <laughs> hey, we're here to talk about uh, old versus new, but first we're going to start out with our gaming, which is our regular segment where we just talk about our gaming. Our gaming. Yeah. So, uh, in talking about the games we've been playing, definitely uh, you and me know we had to talk about it. We beat New Super Mario oh, Brothers yeah. Wii. We uh, and then, of course, discovered that it was Secret World 9 Star World requires us to grab all those coins that we just blew past yeah, uh, the no, first time through. <laughs> but that's okay. I still think we beat, you know, I, I consider when you defeat Bowser, the, a Mario game is over. that's when you beat it. That was the case on uh, Super Mario 64. We're also going to have Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy. Like Although on oh, Super Mario Sunshine. 
on Super Mario Galaxy, you know how you were all saying I didn't get 120 stars? Uh-huh. I got 115. Oh, well, that's pretty close. Yeah. But it ain't 120, is it? <laughs> I got 120 on Super Mario 64. Uh -huh. I did, and you, somebody, one of you, wiped out my saved game, and then I did it again. So there. That's the ultimate. I don't think that was me. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't think that was me. I think that was Noah. So, um, in our co-op gaming, me, uh, father, son, co-op gaming, after New Super Mario Brothers, we... We went back and picked up some Pixel Junk Shooter. Oh, yeah. And Pixel Junk Shooter. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah. you're leaving town for a week. Oh, yeah. For lab. Outdoor Lab. And so the deep and involving plot of Pixel Junk Shooter will drift away from my mind and I will forget what scientist Alvin had to say or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Me too, probably. Oh. I forgot what they all said like five minutes after. <laughs> Technician them. Edward and his sunglasses or whatever. Yeah. But no, uh, Pixel Junk Shooter. Oh, first off, uh, New Super Mario Bros. Wii. We've been raving about it. We thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was. I mean, but that last level was uh, all lava. And... It was so hard. Yeah. It was like 300 times. Bowser's Final Bowser. Castle. Yeah. Yeah, when he became giant. It was really annoying. But we did it. Uh, Pixel Junk Shooter seems really fun, too. Uh, I like getting the magma suit in the spaceship. Oh, it's yeah. good co-op. Like magma suit and water, water suit. suit. Uh, good mechanics. Good, good good play controls. Dual stick shooting. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Definitely a good co-op game to play with a kid, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I'd be able to play it on single player with levels with magma suits and water suits. I wonder. Because I'd have to. to I'll have. We'll have to try it. Maybe I'll try it while you're at Outdoor Lab. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's. I haven't really played much else this week. Uh, we all have been watching The Tester. Oh yeah. On the PlayStation Network, the awesome. reality show having to do with uh, auditioning to be a PlayStation game tester. What do you think, Sabrina? I like it. Good. Good. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like any other reality show. It's like a game show where they make them do yeah. dumb stuff. It's cool, yeah, because cool. it's about gaming. It is vaguely, yes. vaguely yeah, game-related. Yes. Yeah, it was like sling yes. a football into a net because that's what you need to do on being a tester. You might have to keep your eye on the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, no, one of them, for like, teamwork. Like, it's like the <laughs> first one, the first, like, their, like, first thing that they had to that do. That was kind of... That was more like, oh, gaming. Oh, you know? spot the difference yeah, between the, the pictures. Yeah. yeah, it made a little more sense. Then. But with the football thing, they just... All right, but... Anyway, yeah, but the football thing didn't seem to make as much sense, yeah. huh? No, I didn't think so either. But, you know, all reality game shows, they're just game shows. They're just, oh, let me make a bunch of strangers compete in silly little contests yeah. to win. And, you know, game tester is an important job uh, for video game companies, but it's also a job that a lot of them are outsourcing to game testing companies. It's it's becoming less and less the key to become X and X video game employee. Not to poke a hole in the dreams of the testers. Well, I guess that's what I did. Poked a hole in the dreams. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of the internet podcasts are probably running through heavy rain and talking all about it. Well, all I get to talk about, because, you know, money's tight, is the heavy rain demo. Uh, yeah. Which was cool. <laughs> yeah, and 
now. Cool demo, yeah. And God of War 3 demo. God of War 3 demo, also God cool. Uncharted 2 single player demo, Uncharted I finally got around playing. That was yeah, also good. That. Good demo. We mentioned we've been watching The Tester. I always watch Pulse on the PlayStation Network. I also yeah. got to say that we also watch Nintendo Wii Jeez. on the Wii. The game with the two perkiest, hap or the show with the two perkiest, happiest hosts ever uh, yes. on video game uh, show-related <laughs> programming. While I'm hurling towards the bar, let me talk about... <laughs> this, uh, actually, this year they've been getting more creative. That show uh, started out a little slow. And then they, you know, they found something that was amusing with Dark Gary, uh, and now I think they're uh, they're really hitting their stride, coming up with a variety of different shows, like their news format and their DSI Miami yes. format with the Herbie. Oh yeah, yeah. that's funny. So I, that's about all I got to talk in my gaming. What about you guys? Well, um, recently I have been playing Fallout Three, mm -hmm. and I've just pretty much gotten into the beginning of that. Right, right. And, <clears throat> uh, I made two files. One where I'm, like, totally mean and evil. Mm -hmm. and the other where I'm good. And in the evil one, uh -huh. I nuked the city. Yeah, yeah. What was the name of the city? I Megaton. Megaton City. You nuked Megaton Wait, City. Did you beat yeah. the game? No. No, no. It's a huge game. You just started it out, but you already... Decided to explore both paths. Yeah. Well, you were saying that it was hard to play the evil one. Yeah, I know. Like, you'd choose something when someone gave you their present or something. They'd be like, how do you like it? You'd be like, you could have gotten me something better. And then you're like, ah, I shouldn't have said that. That was so mean. <laughs> Make <laughs> you feel the, guilty. Yeah. What did the, the grandma say when she gave you that, like, roll or whatever? I told her... I told her I hope your present is better than last year's was. She was like, oh, how rude, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Did she give you it Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What else? Um, I've also just started today, Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. <laughs> <laughs> Because we got that yesterday. Yeah, we did pick that up. That's uh, down to $20 at GameStop. Uh, I can't afford the heavy rain, but I, I could maybe part with $20, you know, by eating less quality food over the next couple of weeks. We could play some Brutal Legend, which, yeah. uh, you know, I wanted Tim Schafer to get my money while it was out new, even if he got less of my money. Maybe that would work. Mm -hmm. huh. yeah. Pretty awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. This game. Because... I liked the demo, so I knew what I was going to like Oh, yeah. Heavy metal! You go into some like alternate heavy metal world, and then you're headbanging, rock and roll. You're you're, you're doing stuff, <laughs> killing <laughs> monsters, and... because at the end you kill some guy. I'm pretty sure at the end you kill some guy. I can't remember what his name was. The Archduke of Lameness or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, it looks like it's funny. It's like a yeah. It's like a, a third-person adventure action game that's yeah. funny, set in the heavy metal universe. Yeah. Which you didn't even watch that movie when I put it on. I got no idea. Oh yeah. Did you watch heavy metal? Yes. I made my kids watch heavy metal the other week. <laughs> I loved it when I was a kid. Disturbing. It was weird. 
Yeah. What else? Anything else? Um, two more games. Okay. One of them's been out for a long time. The other one, I don't know when it was out. But one of them, I like started, and I didn't really get that far into it. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, oh yeah. You went back and played Ultimate Spider-Man on GameCube. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Spider-Man. Unleash. The, no, no. the weird one. Web of Shadows. Yeah. Yeah, the weird one. Yeah, the, yeah, the voices yeah. Were well, they don't match the movie voices. That's correct. Yeah. But I don't know if that makes them incorrect. Well, it's still not normal. It's not right. Well, okay. yeah. I started that game, and I haven't really gotten that far into it yet. Well, what happened to Spider-Man 3? You just kind of drifted. Yeah, so I drifted. I need to start playing these games again. <laughs> I'm drifting that, away from everything. That Spider-Man 3 one, the one on the PlayStation 3 was good. Yeah. I mean, I didn't play all of it, but I played some of it, yeah. and it actually makes sense because Tommy McGuire did the voice of Spider-Man, <laughs> which made him correct. Yes, Christian Dunst did the voice of Mary Jane, which was and, correct. Yes, and then James Franco did the voice of Harry. Also Osborne. correct. Yes. Okay. That's very the good. only thing that ha makes a game good for you if it's got the same actors and they look the voices the same too, like. Like, Peter Parker looked, like, exactly like Tobey Maguire. Did he look correct? Yeah. <laughs> it was correct. It was the correct Okay. Game. That's cool. Yes. But, well, it was based off the movie. The Web of Sh Shadows was a different plot line. Yeah. Kind of more based on the still, comic book. still should have had Tobey Maguire do the voice. Okay. And they don't steal the voice. Um, I can't argue with you. Maybe they wanted to get it done cheaper than it would have cost. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe. But, um, and then the last game that I've been playing... Is pain. Pain. I've been playing a lot of pain for some reason. And I noticed that you have been paying a lot, playing a lot of pain. Yeah, I just got back into it, you know. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of nice, unwindy, not a lot of attention required fun. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I like pain. I came free with my PlayStation. Yeah, I know. Yeah, buy a. $500 PlayStation and get a $15 game free. Oh, thanks! <laughs> no, no, but it keeps paying off, that pain. Keep buying characters and extra little nuggets and chunks. They probably have, I probably spent $100 on pain, all the little chunks they sell in a little bit at a time. Do, um, do, why did you get pain for free? It was came with the PlayStation. Oh, does free it come deal. with every PlayStation? No, just the one that we bought. Oh, just the old version? Yeah. Not <laughs> the awesome version. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> it's old. the awesome version, but it's old. Yeah. Old, but I like awesome. It. Just I like, like it. your dad. I like <laughs> it. What's the difference with the new one? Uh, it won't play any PlayStation 2 games at all. <laughs> it won't? Yeah. Really? Why? Uh, cheaped out and stripped it We're out. We're going to make it smaller. Yeah. It also is quieter and smaller. Yeah. Yeah. But it won't play any PlayStation 2 games. Well, then why don't... What's the point of getting that one? If they, what if you don't have a PlayStation 2? Because games? they don't well, even make that. I think they maybe would like for you to go buy a PlayStation 2 <laughs> if you want one so badly. And they don't even make play there's PlayStation 2 for like $40. No, I think they're still like 100 bucks. Oh. Huh? What about you? You been playing anything, Spring? Nothing. Nothing? When's the last time you played a video game? Last weekend. It's What'd you play then? Uh, 24. Oh, with Hannah? Yeah, but I can't pay because she's not here. How far have you gotten through it? Pretty far. We're on, um, uh, 
Uh, I don't know where we are. You were you were saying something about the nurses in Silent Hill Four being way different oh, from the nurses. Yeah, in they're the, really disturbing and ugly and ginormous. And whenever you like hit them, they burp. Oh yeah, it's that's really right. gross. The burp effect on that. Yeah, it's, yeah. They don't even. They shouldn't even be like nurses. They. Well, at least they weren't the exact same ones from number two and number five. Yeah. At least they mixed it up a little bit. Yeah, but you couldn't think of fucking birth, though. <laughs> I agree. So I was a little disappointed, actually, in the sound design of Silent Hill oh, 4. Yeah. I heard a lot of sound effects in it that I remember hearing from other movies or other things. Mm-hmm. Well, also, they had this, like, we don't really have that much scary monsters, either. Like, we have, they pretty much, just, they just have, like, the dogs, which pretty much every Silent Hill game has. Yeah. And then they have the nurses, but they're not even scary. They're just really weird-looking, and they have those in every game. Uh-huh. And then they have ghosts, which are, I don't understand why they have ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Because they're kind of annoying and you can't even kill them. Yeah, I remember that yeah. being annoying. And then, um, like, they have these weird monkey things, uh-huh. which aren't really all that scary either. Yeah. They just, they just, they just look like monkeys. monkeys. Yeah, yeah I remember like, that. Yeah. yeah, they just look like monkeys, except, like, a lot more demented. But so, didn't they have those in Silent Hill 1, though, when you were watching me play that? And when I got that other part of town, it was like monkey yeah. things. Hm. They're, like, different, though. Those things with the knife and things? Yeah, no, no. Those were the little kid ones. They were, like, monkey things that aren't. We have to go back and play Silent Hill 1. It's been a long time yeah. since we did that. So that's all you've been playing is pretty much just Silent Hill games with Hannah? Pretty much. Your singular obsession continues. <laughs> okay, well, cool. Yes. That takes care of our game, and uh, this yes. time around, everybody knows how we're gaming. So uh, yes. we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with the Happy Game Family Go! Yes, yes, we'll be back. Podcast. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we'll play some classic games and see what the kids think about those, all right? In our theme of the week, new versus old. Okay, we'll be back, yes. Yes. Don't worry. Don't worry. So this is pinball. Before there were video games, there was pinball. Yes. This is the Gottlieb uh, Pinball Hall of Fame, which isn't really pinball. It's a video game representation of pinball. In 1987, this one came out. Victory, this table. Um, this is, like, not really pinball. Pinball was actually a physical, like, what this looks like was physically a real thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I've played pinball before. Wait, no, not in real life. Not in real life? Have you never played a real life pinball table? No. Oh, that makes me sad. Only in games. Oh, it totally makes me sad. I've played. I've never played a real life pinball table. You haven't either? Oh. No. Oh, oh. Get up in there. Ooh, I did something. 
This looks like it was a pretty exciting table. It had runners. And, oh. How many pinball machines have you played? Ah, oh, jeez. I've played a few pinball machines, like maybe 30. They used to be all in arcades all the time, you know? Oh, there's flippers yeah, up there, too. We probably have one at um, the amusement park we are next to. It's kind of less interesting mm -hmm. than I hoped it would be. Talking about how a pinball machine is probably there. Oh, it came back out. So, pinball was how they made games before they could put them on TV screens, you know, monitors. And for a long time, that's what people were doing with their gaming time. Playing pinball? Oh, uh, you got on the extra ramp. Oh, but it got away from me. Well, Something happened. It's making noises. Oh, it's back up in there. Oh. Well, what am I supposed to do? Uh, bounce it up on that? Oh. That was actually kind of my problem with pinball what? overall, too. I, I would look at this table and all these flashing, bleaking, bleeping lights and be... And I would never would read that little thing of text in the co corner. So I was uh, always, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> Other than keep the ball from going into the, you know... The trash uh, or whatever. And I always oh. hated it when it did that, when it would go down right between the I two know, slippers. Where you can't get it. Yeah. They used to have pinball games that had a little bumper... Right there, that would save your guy from going in there. Not really. Yeah, I don't know why they quit doing those. Or why none of the ones I bought for video game representation of pinball. Oh, oh! Oh, that was your fault. Oh, that's really irritating. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that side passage. Yeah. I don't even know why they put them there. Um, game two. To make you lose your game and cost you your quarter. <laughs> this was the old pinball trick. You catch it with a flipper, and then you yeah. can aim it where you want it to go. Hard, though. Yeah. Ah, game over. You. For me. Beat my 1.556 million. What are you up to? What ah, you need another million points to get up to where I am. Yeah. Not so much going to happen. I'm going to get bored before I get a million points. No. No. Oh, lame. Yeah. <laughs> Motorola symbol upside down. Ah, uh, the Williams symbol yeah. looks like... Okay, so this is the Williams Pinball Hall of Fame. Use your eyes. Williams. It does look like a Motorola symbol upside down. Yeah. Let's try Black Knight. Yeah. Okay. 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 Oh, oh, oh. oh! I was getting my camera ready. That sucks. What buttons are they? Just the same? same. Yeah. Be careful. You don't got a lot of time. Oh, you could do it in advance. Oh, lady. The ball goes a lot faster. Oh. What? That was a jib. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. This is a lot faster, you're right. Yeah. It's a lot harder. Yeah. Catch and release tactic. Here we go with the smart pinball. Oh, come on. I hate it when it does that. Oh, now I'm in an upper zone. Oh, I'm back down in the lower zone so fast. Oh, come on. God. Yeah. I hate it. 
This table. Ah. Uh. I have a lot more points than me. Sweet. Heart nine's a hard table. Yeah. Uh, Seriously, it happens to me every time. Inside passage. I hate this side passage. I swear they put it in there just to rip you off. Yeah, I know. Just get you. It's like as if you were playing a regular video game and suddenly there was an enemy you just couldn't defeat. There was yeah. just no way. And it was time for you to die. Yeah. It's like... That was Stupid. One, yeah, that was one thing that always irritated me about... Oh, oh, see, there you go. Just down the side. Oh, well. You don't even have a chance to hit it with your thing. What am I supposed to do? Mentally control where the ball goes so it doesn't go into the passage where there's no flipper? Hey, you oh, you have upper flippers. Hey, you can also kill. Oh, did you kill? Yeah. Shoot you out. <laughs> <laughs> you suck, and I have. Oh, look, I have two balls. Oh, right there on the podcast, I said that. controlled with a paddle, and trying to do it with analog sticks is just really hard. Which side is Noah on? He's the one that just keeps continually missing. Oh, there you go. Are we going to do that? Ooh, ah. You like tracks, please just move for that one. You're like, oh, go ahead. Now, I don't understand why when you miss, then you, you're the first one who gets a chance to miss again. I know, that's stupid. It should yeah. be the other way around. It should be losers out, like in basketball. Yeah. I want to see you guys play hard. That'd be cool. No, hard I don't. is hard. I just want to see. <laughs> hard is hard. No, I just want to see it, though. Like, see how fast it goes. Uh, but whoever gets the first serve is just going to lose. <laughs> we'll just be like, bleep, 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 Wait, bleep. after this, I don't think it's set to, um, like... I said it to easy. Oh, well, it's pretty hard. <laughs> it is. They should make our paddle. But it's, yeah, it needs paddle controls if you're going to play a paddle-controlled original game. Oh, shoot. 
Now it is my turn to miss. Aha! No! I am the wiener! Okay, we're going to options to set it to difficult. Hard. Hardest. Hardest. Is there anything above hardest? No, it's because it's the hardest. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ready, son? (laughs) What makes it harder? It looks exactly the same. Oh. (laughs) Shoot, now it's my turn to. Oh. If I use it right. Oh, oh! I'm gonna lose. Like what? Like like I was trying to hold it with in between my thumb and forefinger, the other hand, instead of just keeping my thumb on it. Yeah. Aha! Ah! Oh, I might actually beat you for once. I don't remember actually being very fond of pong. <laughs> just because it was the first video game ever doesn't make it any good. Yeah, it just makes it the first and I mean, yeah, it was therefore a... crappiest video game ever. <laughs> I don't really see how it's that much more difficult. Well, the paddle let you more accurately no, control. No, I mean difficult as being set to hardest. Oh, since it's dang. set to hardest, it he's pulling seem... ahead. Since it's set oh. to hardest, it oh, they should hard. go out like two holes. <laughs> no, they should just make it dang. a lot faster. You're gonna win this one, boy. Yeah. Ah. Coming back from behind. Yeah, I might not. Damn it, you won, boy. Good job. Yay! Okay, that's Pong. Uh, let's try something better than that. Yeah. How about... Tempest is awesome. Oh, yeah, Tempest. Let's bring have a try. Or here, I'll, I'll, get, I'll set you two guys loose on okay, Tempest. I'll, I'll be first. No, I'll set it hard. Okay. So basically, you use the stick to move around, and you press the fire button. What am I doing? What am I? You're not on there yet. It's not two players at the same time. You take turns. That's true of a lot of the older games. Yeah. So you go in circles and you shoot towards the middle. Try to defeat all the guys and then you're on to the next one. This will be your fire button. That'll be your super zapper, which will kill everything on the screen. And it's pretty straightforward action. But you don't want to let those guys get out to the outer edge. Because then they... Flop around until they get you. You must be out of run going here. You got some unfair practice playing me on this the other day. Yeah. Oh, did you see that? He busted out Super Zapper. Super Zapper. Oh, he's dead. Now it's your oh, turn. Oh, oh. Press X. You don't want to. Yeah, okay. Left and right gets you around, and you just want to. Oh, but you don't want to get hit by their missiles. <laughs> Wait, how do I do it? You were doing good. You, were, just, you just didn't want to enter. I don't know it goes so fast. He just holds it down as far as he can in one direction or the other. Die, Noah, die. <laughs> He's going to hit a spike. Bye. Bye. He will, he will. I won't. He gets overconfident. That's his problem. Oh, busting out that super zapper. Oh, it grabbed him and pulled him down. Okay, now you're turning me. It's funny. This is how a lot of people play Tempest in the arcade. They're just going to keep going in a circle. You can go move the stick the other direction to change which direction you're... Yeah, you see? Ooh, what a big change. Just one more guy. 
Okay, watch out for the green spikes. Oh, you just got lucky. <laughs> Super Zapper. That was good. Oh, watch out for that flipper. Oh, he grabbed it. What? He grabbed it. You gotta kind of be really angular towards the side and shoot really fast to keep him from grabbing you. Oh, he got an extra guy. You got an extra guy. Ooh, that's a lot of. I'm gonna have to bleep that. Please don't. <laughs> okay. No, but really try, okay? Because it's gonna be really a lot of work for me, and I don't want an explicit tag. <laughs> yeah, have a game, family, go explicit. Yeah. <laughs> There's not really much of a market for explicit family podcasts. No. <laughs> and really, you don't want to start just cussing like that. I didn't even. I just said one Without word. Without even being able to control it. I just said one word. I know it, but you could be embarrassed publicly if you did it and you're on. Am I doing it? Yeah. Oh, I was. Well, now you're not. Okay, watch out for the spikes. Pick one without yeah, spikes. <laughs> You have to pick one and stay there instead of rotating. Oh, he's doing the same thing! Well, I'm rotating, though. One more turn for Sabrina. That wasn't... I didn't die the same way that she did. Yes, she did. That was the exact same... Okay, I don't care about the high scores. Let's go on there. This is Asteroids Deluxe. Uh, the kids are getting loopy already. <laughs> it's like game two and they're barely holding together. Just a little oh, bit. Oh, the cabinet art makes it so small. What the heck? It's awful. I don't want to play it with the cabinet art. She <laughs> can't control it. It's going to be our first explicit <laughs> podcast. No. You can I'm out. I have so much work. <laughs> Quit saying cuss words. What? Okay, now we'll do it. Ready? Okay, I'm up first. So you basically are going to destroy the asteroids. It's like a blast Yeah, I see it. It's like exactly oh, you gotta watch out for the, uh, the, the UFOs. Yeah. What's the difference between this and real regular asteroids? Instead of hyperspace, you have a shield. <laughs> And uh, they changed it so you can't just sit in the middle and get it all down to one asteroid and then shoot alien UFOs the whole time. I can't. Why? Uh, oh. I don't know. They reprogrammed it so the UFOs shoot the actual asteroids. Oh. Because that's how people were getting high score on asteroids, number one. They would just hang out in the middle. That was a lot of rotating. Well, wouldn't that just <laughs> make it easier if they killed well, but for, to get high scores, instead of setting loose all the unpredictable asteroids... Oh, yeah, you don't get points when they kill the asteroids, do you? Well, but you would get points by shooting the UFO, and so you would get you get more points by shooting the UFO than you do by shooting the asteroids. Ooh, and also they added this thing. 
It's like a hexagon bad guy that has a bunch of bad guys in it. Ah! Dude, my shield wore out. It's like a hexagon bad guy. How do you get your shield? This one in a circle. Okay, so pushing forward thrusts you in whatever direction you're facing. Okay, your shield is going to wear out. Oh, dude, that was close. Oh! <laughs> you got killed. Alright, we switched away from uh, classic arcade games on this Atari anthology, and we're going to Atari 2600 games, which ought to be really rough for these kids. Okay, son, you mentioned you were playing a lot of pain. Oh, yes. A lot of pain earlier, so this is Human Cannonball. Which is kind of the Atari 2600 game that seems like pain. I know, that was pretty weird. <laughs> the way he just smelled my laptop. It's weird. Macro. <laughs> yeah, you set your up. angle. You set your speed. Yeah, you should also reminds me of pain. Yeah, set it to 90 degrees. Okay, here goes nothing. I can't remember how to set the speed of it. It can go straight up. I made it! Yay! Are you supposed to make it into the cannonball? Yeah, into no, uh, the... Okay. You make it go straight up. Badly. Now the wind changed direction, so... Oh, like, so it's, it's your turn now. Oh! Uh, it was set to 42. You made it! Yay! Yes! Check out these Atari 2600 graphics. So this beautiful. is what your father enjoyed as a child. This was the state of the art. Ouches. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Cats pajamas. This was uh, people paid fifty dollars a game for this. Really? Back in the day, yeah. So when you got a hold of it, and you really played the heck out of these things, because uh -huh. you only had like a few games, you didn't have a whole bunch. It's back then, fifty bucks was like two hundred dollars. Maybe holding down the button longer makes him go further. I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, she you, moves I'd, the cannonball or the. How'd the you do that? Basket. <laughs> What'd you do that with? I'm magical. <laughs> After you shoot, you use a oh, stick. how could I have forgotten? Use the stick. Come back. Oh. He died. Ouch. They say ouch when they fall. See, and that is the source of P A I N, P A I N. It's O U C H. Oh, you C-H. Yay, I got another point. You'd think it hurt to get shot out of a cannonball. Especially that high up in the air before you ran. Ah, <laughs> oh, shoot. Ouch. O-U-C-H. See, the, the graphics were so rough they couldn't fit O-U-C-H on the same line. Yeah, no, it's so it's ow. <laughs> ow, space. Oh! Ow. Okay, man, I'm bored of this one. Hold on. Okay. I'm not bored. You're not bored of it? It's good. It's a good sign. The temple gameplay still can Yes! I tied it up! Yeah, no, I just have to get a score to beat you. No! Oh, did I win? No! I did win. No! <laughs> okay, Internet, this one is uh, Combat. 
for the Atari 2600, it's another game that me and my uh, brother my used to play. My brother and I? Uh, yeah. Here you go. Shoot her, Noah, get her! I said last time, and then you betrayed me. Which one am I? I don't know. One of the How tanks. do you move? Sir, it's, it's pivot left, right. This is literally tank controls. Okay, well, how, how do you move? Push forward oh, to go yeah. forward. Which one is who? I'm green. You're very hard. You're stuck on the scenery, Ren. Oh, get that angle. You almost had him. Shut up, Dad. <laughs> oh, you got her. At first, you were all like, go, Noah. Now you're like. I'm always rooting for good competition, really, is my viewpoint. <laughs> you blew the crap out of me. <laughs> I'm purple. Oh, so you're just hiding behind the thing and reflecting shots at her. Oh. oh. <laughs> I didn't even mean for it to happen that time. No, oh. stop. <laughs> I can't move, okay? <laughs> no, stop. Hey, you went right in the path of that one. I saw it. Yeah, that was your fault. Oh, I really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get somewhere safe. Just turn and shoot him. Oh, the time's running out. It's blinking. I'm beating the crap out of her. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, man. Knocked oh, them across the world. Yeah. Okay, hit circle to select a I different... I beat uh, you! Dragon's Lair, a fantasy adventure where you become a valiant knight on a quest to rescue the fair princess from the clutches of an evil dragon. <laughs> You control the actions of a daring adventurer finding his way through the castle of a dark wizard who has enchanted it with treacherous monsters and obstacles. In the mysterious caverns below the castle, your odyssey continues against the awesome forces that oppose your efforts to reach the dragon's lair. Lead on, adventurer. Your quest awaits. Hey, Internet folks, we're back. Uh, we played through some more classic games off the air a little bit. Uh, and I'm here with the kids, just going to boost up some uh, dragons there while we talk about some of these classic games. So, uh, what did you guys think of some of the classic uh, the classics that your dad played uh, in terms of new versus old games? Which, uh, which do you think is better? Um, I think the new ones are better, but some of the old ones I did like, like Frogger. Uh -huh. I like that. And, um... What, what about you, Sprinter? You like Frogger, too, right? Yeah, it was pretty difficult, though. Yes. Well, that's one thing you thought about all of them, huh? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Uh-oh. They were we all go. very difficult. This is uh, Dragon's Lair, which the only way I ever figured out how to play Dragon's Lair was I bought a book <laughs> that told me what all the moves were for some of these levels. Like, uh, drink me here. But uh, Dragon's Lair was one of the first games that came out that everybody was like, ooh, the graphics are cartoon. Yeah. Because it was on a late... Oh, I'm going to die now. Uh, it was on a laser disc, so it could quickly switch you between, you know, one scene to another to another. Yeah. But all the other games had pretty primitive graphics for the time, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. I 
was very focused in Dragon's Lair. Uh, it might be a bad idea trying to record this while Wait, I how drink. Do you beat yeah, the uh, I just figure every time something happens, you get prompted to make a move in a certain direction, and you know to either press left, right, whatever. If you press the right direction, you get to see the next good piece of animation. If you press the wrong direction, you see somebody get killed and see Dirk the Daring get yeah. killed in some unique manner. I like that. However, you did the wrong thing, you got to see that. Yeah. Now, they didn't ever put out a book for the sequel to this, Space Ace. I can remember yeah. this was at the mall uh, near my house. And I went and just spent so much money on... Oh, I'm going to die now. Yeah. Spent so much money on just... On Space Ace, learning how the, what moves were the right ones and which ones weren't. And eventually you were just like master at it, or you just gave up eventually? No, I, I beat Space Ace. It was took a lot of money and stubbornness. Did you ever yeah. beat this game? Yeah, I did, but Is I did long? buy a game for this or a book for this game. Is it long? It's yeah. not super long. It's not as long as a Resident Evil game or something like that. Yeah, nothing like that because you can't save. I mean, all of yeah. these games, you had one shot. To play through them, uh, or that was it for you, you know? Wait, so if you died, like, really far into the game, you would have to start all over? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was true in a lot of those games. And eventually in the arcade games, they put them out so that, uh, so that you could continue. Like, if you happen to have another quarter, you could spend more money and keep playing. But, uh, if you ran out of money, yeah, that was it. That was before they had home consoles, and when the home consoles first came out, they had, uh, you know, the Atari ones that I showed you? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to die again. Um, and none of those games saved either. It wasn't until Nintendo and The Legend of Zelda, the first Legend of Zelda, that they put out a game that basically... Yeah, and you know how they did it? How? They have little batteries in them, and so there's a little piece of memory in... Oh, I'm going to die again. There's a little piece of memory that's constantly receiving power inside those cartridges uh, in order to save your game. And so after you have it for long enough, I'm going to die again. I don't it remember. It just goes away. Yeah. You lose your save game. That sucks. That's one of the advantages of... Uh, memory cards and stuff. Yeah. And now, you know, getting maybe some of the old games that you enjoyed on, virtu on Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah, Console. Right, because that's a hard save Please. you can hold on to and rely on. Yeah, I know. The memory cards were weird. They, like, plugged into the controller for uh, the Nintendo 64. That's right. And a lot of games never even bothered to use them. No. Usually you just save to the actual Nintendo. Yeah. In fact, people were really irritated whenever they would get a hold of a game that wanted to save to the Nintendo 64 memory card. And they didn't have one. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Nintendo 64 was the earliest system you guys remember, right? That's yeah. old for you, huh? Yeah. Well, for me, it was, there was Pong and, you know, Atari. Really Classical. totally old stuff, honestly. I mean, it makes me feel old to think about it. Huh. Oh, no. Uh. <laughs> 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 uh, Is that it? 
I get to continue, but only in because I own it. Oh, I'm gonna die here. Only because it's on DVD. Yeah. Oh. DVD is the best version of Dragons Are You Need. They put it out recently for DSI. Uh, and I'm like, why? Yeah. I've got, I mean, it was made to be on Laserdisc, and DVD is the new way better than Laserdisc. You know, it'll play back on various quality, but depending on the um, seek time of your DVD drive, PlayStation 3 is doing a pretty good drive. Huh? Are you moving right now? No, I was waiting for my prompt. What's the PlayStation 3? Uh, in terms of the seek time for its drive, it's doing okay. There's a little bit of chugging. Yeah. But not as bad as, like, if you try to play this on PlayStation 2, it's just unworkable. Oh, It's really? just way too... It stops and pauses. And... So, you know, there's a drawback to having these old games on DVD format. The Dragon's Lair, the Space Ace, and... Oh, I'm gonna die here. Why? Because I didn't do the move in time. Yeah. But, um, I remember, we have a GameCube Dragon's Lair game. Oh, yeah, that was the, uh, kind of 3D, oh, I'm gonna die again. Yeah, it was 3D. Yeah, it was okay, it was kind of, it was one of those games that really irritates me where the camera moving stick yeah. is the reverse of normal and you can't make it normal in the options. And that just drives me crazy, any game that's like that. I'm yeah. like, oh, give me the option. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guy who animated these games, his name's Don Bluth, and he did, like, the animated movie The Secret of Nim and The Land Before Time. The one with the dinosaurs. He came up with that. Oh, The Land Before Time? Yeah, it's the same animator. Oh, the dinosaur game? Yeah. Well, what did you think about some of the other older games? Like, uh, what did you think about Space Invaders and Galaga? I like Space Invaders and Galaga, but they're not exactly my type of game. Like, Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know why. I'm not very good at them, and also I just don't... If I could choose to play that or Frogger or something, I would choose Frogger. Yeah? I just don't really like them for some reason. Hey, did you already go this part? Yeah, this part repeats, too. Uh, all of those old games required a certain level of obsession, really, to keep playing them. To get your enjoyment out of them. It's not like, you know, if you sampled it once and it wasn't very good, you know, you put it aside. You have to think, yeah. when I was getting Atari games, I started out, I had like 12 games total for my Atari. Yeah, that costed I, like... As much as, as the games you buy now. Yeah. Uh, and probably more so if you take into account inflation. Um, you know, the, the way money is... Oh, why can't oh. I get that right? Um, <laughs> if you take into account the fact that things, you know, in general cost more now than they did now, then, you know, a gallon of milk or whatever, the fact that video games are still roughly what they cost then when they were brand new yeah. is pretty remarkable considering all of the technology and animation that goes into it now. Yeah. Yes. Well... Anything else stand out to you about any of those old games like uh, Kicks or what else did we play? We didn't try Donkey Kong, but you've played that before. Yeah. Um. Um. Kicks is. What's Kicks? Um. I, there's. That was that game. one where you were 
like fencing in kind of part of the area. While yeah, and there was that thing flying all around in the white box. Mm -hmm. I don't think Sabrina was really paying attention while I was playing that. No, she was texting uh, Hannah, I believe. Um, what about Cubert? Oh, um, Cubert was fun. Pretty hard, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, folks, if I can get a point here where I can pause this game, I'll pause the podcast. And Okay, that seems like a good point. And yeah, thanks. No, we'll be right back in just a few minutes with the Happy Game Family Go podcast. New versus old. Welcome back to the Happy Game Family Go podcast. Hello. Um, hey, how's it going? Good. So that was yeah. all. Uh, we did a big chunk about old games uh, versus new games. Are you? I am what? Well, you asked me how I was, so I'm good. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. good. Thank you. Ask how, how are you? I'm good. A little tired. Didn't oh, sleep very well. Um, oh, no. It's okay. It's hey, um... The other thing that uh, occurs to me that we should talk about when it comes to new versus old is whether or not we buy games new uh, versus old. And I wondered if you guys knew anything about the big controversy there is with video game pricing and GameStop selling them used. You told me about it. Um, Like, used games, just the money goes to GameStop, not to, like whatever company makes the games right. or something. A lot of people are buying used games and everything. Uh-huh. So, um, game companies are getting mad or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, like a few weeks ago, we talked about cheating the systems, right? We talked about uh, actually just taking games without paying for them. And obviously, people making games uh, who are uh, not having them bought uh, aren't making anything on them. But, the point when they sell the games, when the games leave their possession and go into somebody else's possession, is the only time that they make any money off the game. So Yeah, uh, I think that... I don't see why game companies are getting all mad, because they still got their money from whichever person bought it new, uh -huh. and then yeah. returned it. Well, I guess their viewpoint is that if there weren't people selling games to each other through GameStop, pretty much... Yeah. You know, when GameStop puts all their muscle behind it and their 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 guys uh you know, their sales guys are always saying, Oh, you could get that cheaper used and hey, why don't you trade in your stuff? Um maybe that wouldn't happen so much if we were all selling games to each other over eBay or whatever. Yeah. But with GameStop, the world's number one retailer of video games being so far uh behind the used market they're really worried that they're getting less new sales than they would. Yeah. But I don't know if that's true or not. You guys think it is? Um. Um. Well. Kind of. Yeah. 
I mean, it kind of makes sense. If you look at my library, I do have a lot of used games that yeah. I've bought. But then again, on the other hand, if I had to buy every game full price when it first came out, we'd just have way less games. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if I would have Obscure yeah. uh, and if I'd had to buy it when it was brand new. And therefore, I don't know if I'd have had it around. For you and Hannah to test out that one time when you got a random wild hair. And then you wouldn't have started getting in the games. As no much as you have been this this uh, this year. So maybe they get more customers and more interesting games by people being able to pick up games that other people have already played, used and stuff. You know? Yeah. Uh, but there's not really any way for anybody to measure any of that. Now, another thing, like, for example, we just picked up Brutal Legend oh, yeah. for 20 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a... Pr- no, no, it was oh, new. it was new. I'm- it was new. It was their last new copy. Uh, and that's different. But, you know, that game came out, I think, November last year. Yeah. And so, if you wait, everything comes down in price for a while. Because all these places yeah. have a limited inventory. And they want to move out the old stuff and make room for the new stuff. Yeah. But Tim Schafer's game Brutal Legend is not really well known as a top seller because maybe a lot of people waited, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Maybe a lot of people were like me, like, I am interested in that. I'm just not quite yet $60 interested in that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Except uh. some games, like, they won't go down. Like Call of Duty 4 and Modern Warfare and stuff. Mm-hmm. They go down when the next Call of Duty game is put out, and even then, they only go down by, like, ten bucks. Yeah. So, really, some games, can't wait for How it. much are they? Well, they're they're still, like, 45, 50 bucks. Yeah. And that's because, part, and that's one of the things that a lot of the game designers are doing now to try and create that scenario is put in an online game into it, right? Yeah. So, if everybody's playing it online all the time and it stays popular online people don't burn through it and use it up the way they do a single player game which then they're like well i'm pretty well done with this i can trade it back into gamestop and get the next game you know what i mean yeah and that's what happened with modern warfare what's up kitty (laughs) meow what's your deal But see, they did put a multiplayer game in Brutal Legend. It has an online multiplayer game in it. It does? It does. It's just not, you know, Modern Warfare popular. Um, But that was the same thing they did with Bioshock, right? The first Bioshock was just single player. Number two, they're like, you got to put an online multiplayer in there so that people are still playing it months later. Yeah. And they don't trade it in. And GameStop doesn't make... 50 bucks off of a new sale on it, you know, they have to lower the price a lot to move it used. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not sure where I stand on it. I like, on the one hand, I like having a big library of games, whether or not they're really current for people, yeah. to, you know, for you guys and for myself to go back and play when they interest me instead of just when they all come out. And all the magazines and websites are talking about them. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But then on the other hand, you know, like if it is an online multiplayer game like Modern Warfare, if you don't get it when everybody's playing it, then, you, 
you missed What's it. What's the point? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're... getting it like you could play the single player, which they didn't really work on for Modern Warfare Two. Mm-hmm. You could play the single player that's like I don't know, ten levels or something. It's like but you know, five it, hours. that's not really the point of that game. That's yeah, not what everybody's online. loving about it. Everybody's loving the online multiplayer. Yeah, uh, that's kind of like waiting ten years to play World of Warcraft. Yeah, I know. When it's empty and there nobody there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or the only people left playing are the people who've been playing it for ten years solid, and they don't have any patience for some noob come rolling in and not know anything about it, you know. Yeah. So I don't know, you know. The more online, the more multiplayer online they make these games, the less library-friendly they are. Uh, but that means, you know, you're less likely to pick them up later cheap used, but that's also yeah. more publisher-friendly, and they're happier because they make their money, too. So yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. What do you guys think? Um... I mean, I want the video game industry to be healthy and make their money so that they still want to make all these cool games. Yeah, but also, like, um, I don't really have a full choice, but I think that video game companies should just cool it. Like, Mm -hmm. like, come on. Seriously? Come on. (laughs) Come on. Seriously? Come on. Well, the other thing that they're doing now is they're putting out, even for single-player games, they're putting out, like, downloadable extra chapters and yeah. stuff for five and ten dollars mm-hmm. and that oh, money always goes to the person who made the game because yeah, it's so. not going through you can't download secondhand used through gamestop and uh even for a single player game it gives people a reason to hold on to it three four five months after it came out because they know extra extra stuff is coming yeah yeah and eventually, though, the problem, though, is they're going to reach the point, as is what they're all suggesting, where all games are going to be download only. You know, you yeah. and I have enjoyed Steam, and Steam really makes it easy to enjoy because they have all these crazy sales, and you're picking up games for five, ten bucks here and there anyway. Yeah, I know. But once all the games are downloaded and they're not competing with discs, do you think they're still going to do that, or are they just going to name their price wherever they want? It and you can either take it or leave it. I don't know. I think they're just gonna damp the price wherever mm. and have it at like sixty dollars, and then maybe yeah. sometime later drop it or something. But I hope all games aren't download only eventually, mm-hmm. because some games like on the PS or on the PC and Steam and stuff, they take up a lot of space. Yeah. Yeah, and there's only so, so much like, hard drive space. And, yeah. And even if you delete it off your hard drive, then you just got to re-download. And then you're like, oh, well, uh, yeah, I can play that in an hour and a half yeah. after it re-downloads because my it's hard wrong. drive's too small. And What's wrong with the PS3? Yeah, we're having that a lot with the PS3 lately. Yeah, you we're need having a hard drive? Yeah. It'd be cool to have a one terabyte hard drive for the PS3. It would, man. But, uh, again, that's going to take an investment that I can't necessarily do right now. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm pretty library fr- friendly, you know. Yeah. I like to have a selection of games, even games that I haven't played all the way through right when I got them, to go back through and play sometime. Like I said, that really helped out when, when Hannah and Sabrina were looking for something to do, and I happened to have a co-op horror game that I hadn't played through, and they mm-hmm. totally got interested in it, and taught me about it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. And and the other thing is when you have all these games on your hard drive instead of on a physical library, mm-hmm. kind of easy to forget about them. Yeah, yeah. And so, because when you're looking through, like, yeah, like on the PC, you wouldn't scroll through a file normally uh-huh. or something. Most people would search it, like, search yeah. whatever game, and then they would just play it. They wouldn't go through their whole library to find a certain game. And be and reminded of something they like, didn't oh, think yeah, about. I yeah, I Tomb Raider or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so there might be titles that they bought that they just never get around to playing. Yeah. Because they never even remember they got them. Yeah. And I, and I don't want movies to go that way either. No, that would suck. Downloading movies only. And yeah. even though your mom got a nook for her birthday, yeah, I think she's po- she's pretty fond of books. There's only certain yeah. ways that she's going to want to do digital download books. There's something mm-hmm. about having a, a shelf full of books that she loves. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? She also just actually like handling the books. Really. Yeah, the just physical. Like, yeah. I love the packaging of games. You know, mm-hmm. I love yeah, popping them open and cool. looking at the book. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. Maybe they can find a nice halfway in the middle where they're giving you DLC yeah. and good online multiplayer. Like, yeah, maybe. And they don't have to take over with Ooh. digital downloads. Like, yeah. Maybe if they do start playing like games that you can only download, mm-hmm. maybe like the games that are actually you get in the box will be marked down. Mm. Like, will be oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, until they quit making them. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, uh, for example, they put out a PlayStation game, Pat Upon 2, which is only download. Even when you buy the box, mm-hmm. it just comes with a code in it. It does? Yeah. Why would you even buy the box then? Just so I, you could have the box. I guess. Well, you know, I might be the type to fall for that, but I'd kind of yeah. like the disc in it if I'm going to go ahead and get a box. I know. Yeah. That's kind of stupid. Especially because the download code's the only good one. So the other one they recently did that with was Mass Effect 2. Where you get really? the game on disc. Well, you get the game on disc, but only if you buy it new does it come with a little card in it, uh-huh. which lets you like register it with its online DLC computer thing. Uh-huh. And so if you bought the game used, you can't get any oh. DLC for it unless you send $15 to the publisher to get a new code. I'm going to be so pissed if games start doing that. Every new game is going to have a code. Oh, so yeah. So you can get DLC or just play it or something. Yeah. That would suck. Yeah, we'll buy it. I agree. You know, I think as consumers, we should have our... Oh, downloadable content. Like oh. the extra chapters for Resident Evil 5 oh. that we were talking about and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Here I am using acronyms. Acronyms of crypt information. And I just assumed that you knew. Um, I think consumers should have a right to sell stuff that they've bought and are done with and that should include the you know portal for the dlc or whatever yeah but i I don't know that that's an area where it needs to be defined a lot you can understand why the publishers are trying to defend themselves because like we talked about a couple weeks ago there's plenty of people out there just trying to get it for free yeah so i mean there's got to be a happy medium between both of these viewpoints yeah because if somebody just gets it free, then nobody gets money. Nobody wins. Exactly. Yeah. Except for... Except for the person that downloaded it. But do but they really they, win? Yeah, exactly. Then they, they have to... Lose He's okay. No, no, I don't want him behind the TV. Come here, Keaton. 
You the little stinker. Can you say hi to the podcast, Kitty? No, he can't say hi to the podcast. He'll come over and hang with you. Okay, well, thanks for giving me your input on that, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. I can't uh, think of much that we need to cover in terms of new versus old on the family wow powwow. But I did yeah. think new versus old, it might be interesting for you two guys to just uh, do a segment yourself if you wanted to. Call it the kids' bedtime. Yeah, I Can don't I know. Give that a try? I don't know. We might be kind of lost. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's give it a shot. Okay. Okay, we'll be right back with that in just a second on the Happy Game Family Go podcast. here with Sabrina for our kids' bedtime segment. Yes. Where we're just going to talk about old versus new on our own. So. Um, well, I have never played an old Spider-Man before, but. Which meant, no, 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 Sabrina. What? <laughs> Which do you like better, old games or new games? New games, because the graphics are better. Is that the only reason why? Well, not just that, it's just like. See, with Resident Evil 5, okay, so, you know how that's newer, right? And the graphics are Yeah, the graphics are amazing. I mean, all the Resident Evil games are good, but if you compare it to, like, the DS game, like, Resident Evil or whatever. Yeah. That one, if any, no offense to people who like that game, but I personally think that game is... Garbage. Yes. Compared to Resident Evil 5. I mean, with Resident Evil 5... It, it's mainly because of the graphics, yes, which is why I like it a lot. But it's also, I mean, the story's good, and just that. I mean, all the Resident Evil games have good stories, but something about it, you know. I think why I like, because I like new games better than old games, because um, uh, new games, well, first of all, they have better graphics, and second, they have, like, what? Don't touch it. <laughs> um, but new games have better graphics, and also new games have like levels and story and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and with, like, they're not just like shoot the spaceship yeah, or yeah, something like, until you games, die and then restart. Yeah, with like old, especially arcade games, pretty much yes. all you do is you'd have like three lives or something, and there would be all these little like things coming or, after you or asteroids or whatever. And you would and be then, in a spaceship, and you'd yeah, be so you try to shoot them, blowing then, the crap out of yeah, and asteroids. One like once one like hit you, it, you lost that life, and you had to start over again. And then if you died again, you'd lose that life, and then you lo- died again, you lose all your lives, and the game would be over. So see, with, and then like, you would put another core yeah. in. Yeah, with like newer games, there's like there you know there's actually a plot to it, and you actually play through a whole entire story instead of just like playing through the same exact thing and. Having only a certain amount of lives. Yeah, and just trying not to die. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I had something good, though. Um, 
shoot. That's a bad word, Noah. I'm totally lost for that, Dad. <laughs> um, um, but uh, I was gonna say, oh yeah, um, elephants but... like to dance on the moon. They do, <laughs> but sorry, that's kind of out of topic. <laughs> but um, some old no game... offense, to elephants don't really jump <laughs> dance on the moon. Some old it's games though had like story and plot, like Mario. That yeah. was an arcade though, but like you yeah. know, yeah. 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 Like, if you compare, like, old, new Mario games, like, to, like, new Mario Super games, Mario Bros. Then, like, I mean, it's, Super like, the Mario same. Yeah, they are, like, the same. Except just, just the, graphics. Yeah, except a couple the different graphics. Because, I mean, and, like, Mario, pretty much all you're doing is have the game, you know, Peach gets stolen by, by Bowser, Bowser yeah. and then you're like, oh no, I gotta go save her. So then, then you and Luigi, or just you, go on this long, 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 treacherous, is that a word? Yeah. Journey. Treacherous journey. You go find Peach, and then, um, you fight Bowser, and he doesn't ever die, though. But you get Peach, yeah, and then no, that's the end game. Why. That's pretty much how every Mario game is. So, really, the, same, the story is the same, except over the years, the graphics have gotten better. That's, I mean, the levels are different, of course, in each game, but it's pretty much the yeah. same plot of, like, what you're trying to do, like, yeah. what you're trying to achieve. Some of the games have different gameplay, like Super Mario Galaxy's, like, third person, and then new Super Mario Bros. The old school, like, <coughs> side-scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, what else is there? Um, well, there's cats, um, like, there used, did you know there's cats games, like, um, you know? Okay, what else is there related to gaming? Um, Old versus new. Do they have any games for Bambi? Okay. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, because there's like a Bambi Huggies box, and I was just wondering if there was a game for Bambi. I don't know. Please email uh, us if you know of any games that include Bambi. Yes, email us at happygamefamily at yahoo.com. Yes. That is happygamefamily, no spaces, at yahoo, with two O's, dot com. Okay. That's with a capital H. Wait, with a capital H? Or? No. No capital okay. H. Okay. Okay. Dad's going to laugh when I listen to this. <laughs> um, oh, oh, so, you know, one of my favorite games is, um, you know, they make games for Pokemon, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I remember they all just have, like, Pokemon games, like... Okay, well, have... I think that's about the no, end of no, our... No, 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 I'm talking. <laughs> and they have, like, separate games for, like, um, you know, like, Pikachu games, like, okay, no, so hey there, just... Pikachu, hey you, Pikachu. Sabrina. No, no, I'm getting to the point about old and new. Okay. And, um, it's mainly about a show, though, a show, but, like... I mean, I liked those games. I liked it when the show was like, Pokemon, gotta catch them all. Yeah, now it's Pokemon. like some girls singing I know, about nothing. If you, I mean, stupid. I just know if it's the people that like the new show, but try watch, but try watching the old show. I mean, those were good They'll too. be like, this show is stupid. <laughs> okay, but, well. Um, oh, 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 one thing. And um, another thing that um, is really cool is um, like that game, um, the one game. Oh, oh. What? Do I? You, you stopped it? Oh. Oh, okay. Um, but 
how about we go to the topic of movies into games? So what what movie is do you know of that is a game that you like and enjoy playing? Spider Man Three. Yes, I was. Ju- Wait a minute, no, no, no. I was we must say that too. We mustn't talk about this. Ah. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, um. This is about the end of our segment of old versus new kids bedtime segment. Yes. Okay. Well, this has been Noah, your host, for the past ten minutes, and it's been Sabrina. 10 minutes. I don't know. And good. Hey, you just. Goodbye! It's Hey folks, welcome back to the Happy Game Family Go podcast. Uh, this is uh, bedtime. We've had the kids' bedtime, and now it's our bedtime. I'm sitting here with Monica. How you doing, honey? Good. Good. Hey, we're uh, we're taking a pass on the family wow powwow this week. We really just couldn't think of a way to wedge it in to the topic. Uh, and shamefully, I must admit, I haven't gotten back to the world of Warcraft since our dead minds are on. I haven't even gone through my loot. I have to go through my loot. <laughs> uh, but I did learn CSS this week in, in web page design. So that was that was way behind. It needed to get that done. Well, that's important. Yeah. I got my rogue up to level 71. All right. Well, I, I got my website up to 2004 <laughs> standards. <laughs> so I got that going. Um, Hey, our, our topic this week was new versus old, and we kind of did that in two different ways. We were talking about old games versus new games, and then we were talking about buying games like old or, you know, used or cheap versus buying them new. So first off, I, I know that you impressed Noah by, uh, we impressed him by showing him your Mega Maniac patch from <laughs> yeah. back in the day. I worked hard for that, too. Yeah, it was, uh. I know that I had Activision games that wanted me to take pictures of high scores that I, to get a patch, but I never got it done. So yeah, no, I wanted, I wanted that patch. I mean, I I practiced that game to get the score high enough. Yeah, the and uh, I had a Polaroid. Probably, if I hadn't had the Polaroid camera, I wouldn't have bothered. But oh yeah, because <laughs> you'd have to wait for your mom yeah. to go develop it and bring it back, kind right. of a thing. <laughs> yeah. I can remember doing that with old Atari Missile Command at some point. I'm not sure who I was trying to prove my score to. <clears throat> but uh, not having a Polaroid when the pictures came back, something about the glare or the right. something or other, you couldn't read the score. So well, I, that was that was the other advantage to the Polaroid, because I think I did have to take the picture a couple of times. But, uh, you know, it wasn't a big deal, because... Mm. What would have been a problem would have been if somebody had come in and turned off my game, but... <laughs> <laughs> they would have paid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I had a kind of a mixed experience. I have a lot of editing work to do on this podcast tomorrow because uh, I tried to just kind of basically record it cinema verite as I was <laughs> playing some older games with the kids. 
and the, them, you know, they they were champs. They gave me a good effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, I don't know how we maintained our attention span on something like Mega Mania for hours and hours. Uh, you know, we obviously uh, it was because. I was trying to explain to the kids, you know, hey, we had, you know, eight games for Atari. You really knew yeah. those games. Uh, and, you know, my kids are have quite a library to choose from should they grow bored at all. Well, and also the games are just a lot different now. You know, there's a lot more variety. I mean, everything at that time with the Atari, you know, whether it was a sports game or whatever, it all looked pretty much the same. Yeah. There and, wasn't much to plumb in terms of discovery on graphics. The right. only thing to discover was the rich texture of gameplay. I mean, the main thing that those games had going for them was novelty. You know, it's not like we had ever had video games in our in our homes before. You know, our kids have grown up with that. They've never known a time when you couldn't play games on a console hooked up to the TV or on the computer. That's just part of their life for as long as they can remember well honestly i'm probably the first generation that's been like that i mean i i don't know if it was five or six seven however old i was when we had got our first console but pretty early on i had atari um just like a lot of kids in our generation you know like your brother and his nintendo well yeah i made it through most of elementary school though i can't remember exactly when we got an atari but it was I mean, most of my childhood was not spent with video games. And uh, I just can't remember exactly how old I was when we got it. I was much older than seven or eight, though. Mm. But having them around, the novelty, I mean, that's a good point, because even having them around, you know, each, it's like, oh, wow, this is a game where you're shooting sideways now. You know, it was all new. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like there was... 300 games like that already and odds were good that you'd already played one i mean we would get a hold of like i'm sure the way uh your brother matthew played super mario brothers probably just beginning to end and breaking every brick and finding every secret was because there was nothing like it you know what i mean and and so exploring it thoroughly beginning to end that's something you know i was trying to convey to the kids you know oh but we really got into these games like for hours, and they were like, oh, God. Well, because you wanted to get good. I mean, it was all about getting the high score. I mean, that was the other thing. You know, these games had actual scores. I'm sure there are games now that have that also. But, you know, Mega Mania, I could look at my score and see how much I was improving, you know, and I had something to shoot for. Mm-hmm. You know, same with Pac-Man. You know, you got good at it, and then after a while, it just got boring because if you were good at it, you just kept playing and playing and playing and playing and playing, and nothing ever changed, and well, you'd never die. Especially that Atari Pac-Man with right. the blinky ghosts. You know, and see, I never even played Nintendo. You know, my brother got the Nintendo, but by the time that came along, I had kind of lost interest. You know, I had played my games on Atari, and I wasn't playing them anymore. You know, I never really... I mean, I was aware of the Nintendo being in the house, but I didn't play any of those games. You know, by mm. then I was older and doing mm. other stuff. Well, I, I skipped the whole Nintendo thing. My my parents got me the Commodore, which kind of teased me with a, a large variety of games and the possibility to make my own graphics and games and kind of got me involved in it from that angle. But uh, I guess my point about the original games is, you know, 
if you had, if you were lucky enough to have over 10 games in your house out of, you know, Atari's entire library of, you know, 80 games at the time, mm. um, you were going to play them pretty thoroughly. Yeah. Uh, and now, uh, even if you only keep a rotating amount of games in that number, if you don't library them like me, but only keep 10 games around, you know, you... You trade them in, you let them go, you get a hold of new ones. There's plenty of gaming well, out there you can I know. Well, and the, th the thing is, if you're a kid, I mean, there's no way a kid is going to have a collection of games like this. Because if you're a kid, you're going to get new games when it's your birthday or Christmas, or you can talk your parents into buying you one, or, right. you know, you save up your allowance or whatever. Um, you know, it's a lot different, I imagine, for kids whose parents do play video games and buy video games for themselves. Because, for example, Noah and Sabrina, you know, they've got a lot of titles to draw upon if they want to play. Much more than if, you know, you had bought, uh, you know, a PlayStation 3 for the kids, you know, as a Christmas present. And then any games that were bought were just for the kids. You know, yeah. if you didn't have any interest in it, we'd have a much smaller... Probably. But, uh... Then again, you know, I was telling him one of the advantages was, you know, I I do have a library of games for my interest that allowed us to kind of allowed them to kind of browse and hit up games that would they it wouldn't normally be ones that they would pick out or be able to get a hold of themselves. Kind of the same way if you had a big library of books, uh, you know, and the kids got a wild hair, they could just browse through and find something. Mm -hmm. You know, they wouldn't normally be something they'd come to you and ask for you to buy for them. And that's kind of what led to uh, Sprint and Hannah playing Obscure and getting mm -hmm. into some of the games that they played, you know. And, you know, that kind of leads me to the other point is that, you know, the reason I'm able to have so many of these games, that I, especially looking back at the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox and the GameCube generation is probably where I, I got the most. That's where I started to get a job that, it paid me a little bit more to have a little bit more disposable income uh, was I bought a lot of those games used or, you know, well after they were released when they, even if they were new and the, you know, store was getting rid of their inventory and marking stuff down. Mm. One of the things that I brought up to the kids is that, you know, used games are looked down upon by the publishers as, as, you know, just money for GameStop. They're not making their money off of that sale. They only mm -hmm. made their money off the original sale to GameStop. That the first guy bought the game from, and then sold it back to GameStop, and then marked it up and sold it again, mm -hmm. and then got it back and then marked it up and sold it again. So, uh, you know, in reading uh, that viewpoint, you know, I almost felt guilty buying games mm -hmm. used. Uh, at a discount at the same time i don't want to start buying games full price right when they come out and not be able to afford them really well and i never felt especially guilty about that not any more than i felt guilty about buying used compact discs i mean the publisher did get paid for the original sale of that item you know as far as i'm concerned once i've bought something i own it and i can do whatever i want with it if i want to sell it again i can sell it again you know not everybody's selling used games is selling them through GameStop. People go online and sell them themselves through eBay. I think I'm maybe sure there are other services that do that too. Yeah, I think maybe they wouldn't 
mind it as much if it was limited to that. I think the publishers mind that GameStop is their number one retailer uh, and is very aggressively involved in the used games market to right. the point where they're offering, you know, hey, you know, have you traded in? Oh, we've got a bonus for you to trade in. And, right. And, oh, you should buy this used but, version. But, you know, be that as it bucks. may, you know, they, there wouldn't be... An, there wouldn't be any reason for GameStop to do that or for anyone to sell used games if there was not a market for used games, if there wasn't a huge number of people out there who can't buy new games. You know, not everybody can afford to pay 50 or 60 bucks for a game that, you know, yeah, they're going to enjoy for a few hours while they're playing it, but most people aren't going to, you know, most people aren't going to go back and replay games again and again yeah. to necessarily get what would be considered, you know, $60 worth of value out of it. Well, you know, if their if their products weren't so high priced, beyond the reach of a lot of people, there wouldn't be any demand for used games. Yeah, well, and I mean that's, I mean I've got a lot of crummy games in my library that you know I've been oh that's five bucks I gotta <laughs> check that out for five bucks that can't be a loss for five bucks and then I pop it in yeah actually it wasn't worth five bucks right <laughs> uh, but I'm not gonna get rid of it you know because what am I gonna get back. 20 cents, you know? Right, so you just have that game to carry around with you for the rest of your life. Well, and I also have a junk food taste for media sometimes. Bad horror movies, bad video games. You know, sometimes I have more curiosity about the failures in effort than I do about the successes that everybody agrees on. Well, I mean, I a lot of people are into B-movies and whatever. I guess it's one thing, you know, buying a copy of Plan 9 for Outer Space if you actually want to watch it because you enjoy seeing the movie. It's another thing to own that and be moving around with it through move after move just to say you have it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's a, There's a blurry gray area between the two of those, maybe. But uh, certainly I will say that uh, I'm not the type, really, to go into a GameStop and see that a game is... 50 bucks new or 47 bucks used and save three bucks on the used. Yeah, well, no, me neither. If it's only a difference of three or five bucks, you know, I'll probably just go ahead and buy the new because it's not enough to make it worth my while to buy the used. If it's 10 or 15 bucks cheaper than a new game, then I'm definitely going to buy it used. Well, and it's never that much of a difference. It never is. Mm -hmm. Usually by the time you're paying that lower of a price for a used game... They don't have it new anymore. It's off everybody's radar in terms of, is it in the buzz, you know, word, uh, mind share area where everybody's talking about it and, you know, it's in all the magazines. Uh, you know, what I like to do is, is track the games that are of interest to me that I can't necessarily afford now and then come back and, you know, with like the wide net and sweep them up later. Uh, at a at a cheaper price. And the thing is, they're fighting that now with uh, by making games become more and more online or dependent on online components. Uh, you know, need to connect to servers online to have multiplayer options. Uh, these kind of things make it less possible to come in and say, "Oh, yeah, this is two, three years old, but I was always interested in it." So I'll pick it up the way you can with a single-player game experience. Um, and those are the same games that at GameStop never seem to come down in price used. You know, Modern Warfare, the kids brought up in the example, is 
is still, you know, 38 bucks new and 40 bucks used at GameStop because people are still playing it online. Well, in Modern Warfare, didn't that just come out? Number one, I'm talking about. Oh. Number two, number one, still, you know, very popular online. No big discount to pick it up used at the GameStop. I mean, if people are still playing it, then there's not really, it's not going to be clearance. You know, stuff doesn't get marked down to clearance until stores don't want to sell it anymore. Yeah. And I guess for me, the distinction of how I am as a buyer is less about, you know, do I buy used or new and more about do I buy old or new? You know, uh, I'll buy a game years later when it's old. And it's it doesn't matter whether it's new or and they're just like gosh this is the last one and can we just get it out of here and let's mark it down or whether it's used and you know somebody after two years is like ah, I'll never play this again and finally trades it in aha I've been waiting for that one and then I pick it up you know mm-hmm. uh, but on the other hand it has led to kind of a big library with a lot of games I haven't necessarily played through. That I always hope to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm shopping for retirement or what. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because you're different from me, because I don't, I mean, generally, you know, if I want something, if I don't get it when I'm thinking about it, when I want it, I'm just going to forget all about it. You know, I don't keep lists of stuff that I want so that I can remember, oh, yeah, I wanted this five years ago. I think I'll get it now, you know. It's just, if it's not, if it's something I really want, I'm not going to forget about it. And if I forget all about it, I didn't really want it that bad anyway, so. I think the kids pretty much agreed with you that the developers, you know, shouldn't worry about the used games. But I think that's, you know, I I just don't think they're going to stop worrying about it and trying to, you know, I, to, I explained to the kids a little bit some of the things they've done, like, include cards with a code on new games that you buy uh, and that code registers that copy of the game so you can buy additional chapters and things with it and if you buy that game used you don't get that card you've got to send the company money in order to open up that pipeline and get the content well, and that's and that's fine you know that's all well and good you know the company can do what you know what they can to try to put in extra content and try to guarantee that people are going to have to buy it new it's not going to 100% work. You know, there's not ever going to be a time when there's no demand for used games. As long as people can buy games used, they will. And really, when it comes down to it, all it is is about squeezing every single last little bit of profit out of these games when these companies are making money. You know, it's not like they're going broke, and it's not like... It's not like the original creative teams responsible for the brilliance of these games are the ones losing out. You know, most of the people involved in creating the games are just getting paid their salaries. You know, they're not getting royalties. Right. You know, it's hard to feel too bad about, you know, a few high-level executives, you know, maybe, you know, not being able to buy that extra corporate jet that they really, really want. You know, (laughs) I I don't really care. (laughs) Yeah, well, there is a division between... It's about corporate profit. It's not, you know, the people who are creating the games aren't benefiting anymore from any of this. It's true. I mean, there is a division between developers and what they get paid and publishers and what they get paid and uh, what publishers are able to continue to reap uh, over long term. Although I, I do wonder, from what I hear, you know, a lot of these companies aren't necessarily as profitable as you think. 
given across the development. Yeah, but what I wonder is, you know, when a company is saying they're not as profitable, it doesn't mean they're actually losing money. Because I know that companies do go out of business, but, you know, the major publishers, like, for example, EA Games, no, are they actually going to go out of business if somebody buys a used copy of a game instead of a new copy? In the last year, they've had some staggering losses, and their CEO well, and is everybody actually has. about to... Uh, you know, Barnes & Noble, you know, hasn't had the greatest sales either, but they're not really attempting to take control over whether people can buy books used or not. Ah, but they are taking the same uh, tactic that these game publishers are doing and avoiding uh, losing control of that content, whether it gets sold by uh, their audience by moving it into digital distribution. And also, by selling it through the Nook, reducing the costs of actually producing a hard copy material that can, not right. coincidentally, also be resold without their choice. But any book you can buy as an ebook can also be purchased as a regular book. So far. And any book that you buy as a physical book, once you own it, you can sell it. I mean, any book I own, any book I have in this house, if I decide I want to sell it, I can. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, though, about books is that since they become a printed hard copy for their uh, transit, somebody, in order to take that back into a digital form and, say, distribute it illegally, would have to go to a lot of trouble to scan and recognize that text, and blah, blah, blah. Whereas uh, games... Even if they're delivered on a disc, there that's a digital format. That's that's a digital form of information, and so they do have uh, additional problems in terms of piracy uh, and additional problems in terms of uh, uh, the forever redistributable nature of a disc, as opposed to a book that's going to wear down and wear down and wear down each time it's used. So I mean, there is. I mean, I'm not trying to say that they don't, you know, that you don't have a point. I'm just trying to say it's not fair to make the, the idea that they don't have a point, too. Well, like I said, they can do whatever they want to do to try, try to protect their rights to sell things new. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying they're not going to eliminate the market in used games unless everything goes 100% digital so that there are no discs or any physical media. They're not going to eliminate it. There are always going to be people who want to save a few bucks by buying them used and who want to make a few bucks on trade-in by bringing in their used games to the video game store. I don't know. Watch. I'm, I'm a, that's my dark Blade Runner future <laughs> where nobody gets to choose. I mean, uh, you know, when I was in college, I'd every couple months or so, I'd, you know, fill up a box with books, take it to the used bookstore, and I always had credit there, and I could go and pick out books whenever I wanted. That's well, why people bring their used games in. 1984 uh, was very forward thinking for its time, but uh, you know, if everything can become a form of digitally distributed information, then uh, the Ministry of Truth is no longer required. Once a global search and replace is all that it takes to replace, you know, Eurasia with East Asia. Right. Well, I mean, how do you know how factual and accurate anything you read on the internet is now? Well, exactly. Or anything you see on the news. You've always got a hard copy to go back to, for now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and how accurate is the hard copy? If you're looking at the New York Times, how do you verify that anything they're saying is factual? 
mean, you can't necessarily, but if they are saying something about history, you can actually go back and check his past hard copy. Unless it's already been changed. Dun, 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 <laughs> dun, dun, dun. How much attention did you pay in history 20 years ago? <laughs> I don't know. I still got notes in my closet, probably. <laughs> Okay, I think blah, blah, I'm good. Blah, this class is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with little pictures of stick figures right. shooting each other <laughs> in made-up video game scenarios. <laughs> but yeah, bottom line, as far as used games, I honestly can't really bring myself to care. Mm. People can buy them if they want or not buy them if they don't want. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe it's partly because I want to be a part of that industry and I want money for my family that makes me think about it more seriously. Well, sure, but if you were working in that, I mean, if you were working in that industry creating games, you know, you'd get paid by whatever company you were working for for the work you were doing on that game. After that, once the game was released, it would be out of your hands. Mm. You know, you'd be a salaried employee just like everyone else there. Yeah, but when your industry suffers, then your salaries go away. I don't know. I, I think I will have to think on it longer. If it wasn't such a sticky, thorny, hard-to-come-up-with-an-easy-answer problem, it wouldn't be one that people continue to argue back and forth about. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm good. I'm tired. Yeah, me too. All right, let's go to bed. Well, all right, folks, uh, I'll be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, it'll be in just a second for you, but... Uh, to record my conclusion to this episode of the Happy Game Family Go podcast. Thank you once again. dad wrapping it up with my conclusion uh, all by myself again as I often like to do uh, and pontificate on the philosophy of uh, being a gamer dad hey this was kind of an interesting episode there it was kind of inspired by uh, some of the comments I had read on uh, one of the gaming sites that I'd like to uh, uh, visit and write an occasional article on now and then called bitmob.com I don't know if you've visited it at all it's really a nice uh idea for a site developed uh, uh, by Damian Lynn and Dan Shu from uh, the old uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly Magazine fame. They were uh, uh, editors and staff members on that magazine, and upon leaving it, started a community site where uh, members of the community get to write uh, articles and post them upon the site, and uh, if they're selected as worthy, the articles are editorially vetted, and placed right there on the front page. Um, so I found uh, an interesting source of gaming culture. One thing I've read is gamer dads on that site uh, often talking about how they'd like to, uh, how they imagine introducing their classic games to their kids as their kids get older. I really don't know how I ended up one of the gamer dads on the internet with some of the oldest kids. 
from the people I've, I've read, you know, maybe I started gaming pretty early on. I started fathering pretty early on, had my kids when, uh, when I was 24, my first one was when Sabrina was born. So, um, and have stayed gaming throughout their lifetime. So, uh, it makes me really feel like a, a progenitor, a forerunner in the gamer dad scene a little bit. Um, but you know, I just have to caution the gamer dads out there, you know, you don't necessarily want to get too attached to the idea of showing kids your old games and having them appreciate necessarily what you enjoyed about them. I suppose uh, if we were honest with ourselves and looking back, certainly I wonder myself what it is I enjoyed about some of these old games, how I could spend hours and hours and hours playing uh, Pitfall, for example, uh, and trying to figure out the labyrinthine arrangement of overworld screens to uh, the underworld every three screen ratio. It's uh, every three screens you skip when you go through the underground and pitfall and jump over the scorpions, you know. I don't know if you all know that. Now you know. Um, <laughs> seriously, uh, though, uh, as a gamer dad, I do have a kind of a selection, a library for the kids to enjoy. Uh, even if I didn't present that, the kids would have a selection of games to choose from and enjoy that is well and beyond what we had uh, in my day and age to play, which probably right there explains uh, why I had so much patience to play through level after level after level of uh, demon attack, for example, whereas the kids uh, of this generation pretty quickly catch on to the repetitive nature of the gameplay, aren't super interested in the high-score nature of the gameplay, and uh, are more willing to move along once they feel like they've digested what the game has to offer. That being said, I did have some successes. You know, the kids uh, really did enjoy Frogger. They really had a good time with Robotron as well. You know, the twin-stick shooter has been recreated, uh, particularly in the last few years since uh, Geometry Wars came out on the Xbox 360. So uh, with dual analog sticks out there, it took a long time for the twin stick shooter to make its comeback in quite the way that it did. Uh, and that one holds up, going back to the old one. Frogger also, uh, for some reason, something about the evasion gameplay is a little bit underexplored since then. You know, shooters... The kids, you know, were pretty inured to. They saw, you know, Galaga. They saw Space Invaders. Uh, even the gimmick of the ship capturing in Galaga really couldn't hold their attention for too long. There's been plenty of shooters. Uh, you know, the the experience of shooting enemies has been well explored. So I wonder if there isn't something to the fact that uh, Frogger caught their attention indicates that perhaps evasion gameplay uh, you know, darting through obstacles hasn't been a little bit underexplored and still presents a little bit of novelty to them. So it was an interesting uh, episode for me, an interesting experiment. I didn't really expect them to take to some of these classic games too much, but they did a little better than I, I thought. And uh, as always, I think, you know, they're they're happy to see what their dad wants to show them and happy to hear him describe his own childhood a little bit to them. Uh, which I'm, you know, again, just thankful for that my kids even have interest in me at all as they're approaching their teenage years. I, I don't know how much longer it'll last before they just want the car, and uh, that's about all they want from me. <laughs> um, 
I will say, uh, let's see, a couple pieces of news I just wanted to mention uh, in relation to the new versus old topic. I don't know how many of you out there uh, were into GoldenEye back in the day, man. That was an N64 shooter uh, that me and some friends really quite enjoyed. I'm sorry, some friends and I, if my daughter was here, she would uh, cluck her tongue and shake her head in disappointment at me continually making that grammatical error. Some friends and I uh, enjoyed back in the day. It was really our big in-the-room multiplayer uh, shooter experience that we enjoyed. Uh, I saw a video recently and read a piece of news that somebody's tackling GoldenEye Source. GoldenEye remade in the Source engine with modern graphics and physics. That might be worth a, a look if you're interested in that. Uh, for some of these classic games that I did play with the kids, we were able to explore them through various uh, PlayStation and PlayStation 2 anthologies that I had in my collection. There were a few games that I didn't have in any other way except in emulator, so we did uh, drop back into MAME and play some of them there. Uh, and as I mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago in the Cheating the Systems episode of our podcast... Coming out soon from Microsoft for the Xbox Live and the Windows Live service is coming Game Room, the service, which is essentially a classic game service that's going to allow you to download uh, classic Atari and television and arcade games, much as you've been able to see through the Virtual Console service and a little bit through the PSN service, but really in a much more unified front-end interface uh, utilizing uh, Microsoft avatars. I, I don't see much value in that, but uh, maybe I'm just not so big a fan of the avatars after all. But uh, having a front end where you have a little virtual arcade that you you know place your games in, I don't really see a huge lot of value in the front end. I, as long as it gives me screenshots or a quick way to browse through them, uh, as I remember from my emulator experience, that's fine with me. I did hear, though, recently on the Retronauts podcast over at OneUp.com of a feature that was going to be added to the game room service, basically a rewind feature uh, where you basically Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, if you mess up in one of these classic games, it's going to keep you know a rolling uh, span of your last few seconds of gameplay and you can rewind it on back. And take another shot. Now that interests me. That really uh, opens up the possibility of some of these old games uh, being something you can go back and play again. Uh, and maybe conquer that part you never could get at. Because you don't have to hit the game over screen. Uh, and then play through levels you know, 1 through 8 again. Just to get to that deadly part on level 9 that you never could get past in X classic arcade game. So, you know, I have interest in the game room service if it's going to provide some value-added uh, features like that. I think that the pricing of the service sounds a little bit more fair than what I've seen in the virtual console or in the PSN side. I know a lot of these services have been experimenting, trying to find the appropriate price point uh, for offering these classic arcade games. One quibble I do have with that... <sighs> I believe that consumers should have a right to buy content once and continue to enjoy it. 
you know, I don't expect to live in the best of all possible worlds where if I bought Super Mario 64 for the Nintendo 64 uh, and registered it with Nintendo or still happen to have my proof of purchase that I can then redeem that to receive the virtual console service for free. That is the best of all possible worlds outcome. I believe a digital consumer should have the right to uh, space shift their content that they purchased onto their new console or perhaps even time shift uh, content that they've watched into years in the future where they should still be able to play it. Those are, I think, keys to uh, what a digital consumer might start to look to ask for in terms of their rights as a consumer. One sort of disparaging fact uh, about that on the Microsoft Game Room service or pricing for purchase and unlimited play of a title on the Game Room service is stated to be $3 per title. Unfortunately, if you want to play that purchase game on both your Xbox Live service and your Windows Live service, um, that's a $5 charge. So it's an extra two bucks to essentially be able to move your game over to another platform, which to my mind is space shifting. I don't know if maybe that's because they anticipate people to be able to play it on each platform exactly at the same time. Um, maybe it won't have some sort of online authentication that says, oh, you're already playing Berserk on your Xbox, so uh, you can't really play it on your Windows Live service. Or if at the time of buying it, you get one choice. This is for Windows Live. This is for 360 Live. That's of concern to me. That underscores and sets the precedent that uh, if Xbox 720 or whatever comes out in the future, there could be an additional charge for you to space shift already purchased content onto a new platform. Certainly we've seen that a lot already in terms of entertainment media purchasing. You don't get any credit on the DVD purchase for having already bought the Star Wars trilogy on videotape. Heaven knows when they bring it out in HD, I'm going to have to consider whether I'm going to buy it again in that format as well. So there's some frustration uh, in that area, and I would hope that they can work it out in a way that is fair to the consumer. Well, uh, thank you for listening to our podcast here at the Happy Game Family Go podcast. I want to remind you that you can find our podcast on the internet at www.happygame.com family.com we're going to go ahead and have our index of past episodes there as well as music credits for any music that i happen to edit together in our podcast in case you're wondering where x song or y song came from we are also accepting emails at happygamefamily at yahoo.com we have a facebook page Uh, you can become a fan of ours Uh, You can find that link on our website, or you can go ahead and search us out under Happy Game Family on Facebook. And we have a Twitter feed as well, which again, you can find on our website, or you can just find under Happy Game Family, no spaces, on Twitter as well. If you do happen to listen to our podcast on iTunes, we'd like to go ahead and ask you to go ahead and uh, place a comment, or at least uh, just give us a rating. Uh, Let us know that you're out there. Uh, by giving us a little bit of feedback, our Happy Game family would be even happier just to know 
that people are listening to our efforts here. So, uh, appreciate you listening to this episode of the Happy Game Family Go podcast. Uh, and once again, whether you're building them with new or old games, whether you've bought them new or used, may all your gaming memories be happy ones as you move forward in life. And we thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, maybe. Family Go Podcast.